0: What's happening everybody and welcome to this latest episode of the Endless Sells Podcast. Uh switching things up a wee bit today, you may have already noticed uh that Stephen's not hosting. Uh he's actually joining us as the co host today. Stephen, how are you doing?
1: I'm fine, buddy. Now that someone else is hosting, I'm gonna take a back seat now as well and just give me opinions like you get you guys do every week, so I'm looking forward to that. You do that anyway, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um and we're also joined today by
0: uh other show regulars, uh Franny and William, how are you doing boys? Yeah, all good, John? All Very good.
2: well, mate. I'm kind Dude of glad you here for the Barcast fan club and Stephen and Franny. So. <laughs> <laughs> i
0: will be interesting. These, these, these questions are definitely coming, but I'm glad to have you as <laughs> boys back on. Um, so we'll start things off, obviously, uh, as we all know now, at this point, a couple of days ago, um, we faced uh, Michelin in our first leg of the the European Cup qualifiers, so um the game finished 1-1. Um, by and large, for myself anyway, I thought it was an impressive performance. I thought we played really well. But I just want to come to you first. Uh, and Stephen, I'll give you the honour, seeing as you're here uh, as a co-host today. Um, what, what, what was your thoughts on the game?
1: Well, I think like, everybody before the game leading up to it were a bit pessimistic on what was going to happen. I mean, we all thought the worst, especially with the kind of kind of stature and the kind of squad that we had gone into the, the game. But I have to say, when it started... 20 minutes it took us to get into the game. I thought we were a bit rubby. 15 to 20 minutes in, and then we started to take the foothold in the game. We were pressing, we seen seeing Pazicoglu's style, coming from the pre-season games anyway, where the team was on the, the, the front foot, going, going for the neck, and we were playing most of the game, coming up to the sending off. obviously, beat on in their half, which was quite pleasing to see. And the goal itself from Lee Labada, I mean, it's just fantastic to see why players getting into the box and following up opportunities that were missed. Ryan Christie had a brilliant shot, the keeper powered it and he followed in just good instinct to get that goal and I was quite pleased seeing him he was a bright spark in the game obviously he got took off with the sending off the beat Tom received but we'll come on to that later in the show I'm, I'm pretty sure of that anyway but it's just I mean the game itself it petered out obviously in the second half but we were both down to 10 men and it kind of petered out towards the end I think fitness came into it as well but all in all it was a good game John to be fair I have to, I have to say
0: yeah no definitely uh, like you mentioned it was the the first 20 minutes was maybe a wee bit shaky. Uh, obviously, players try to find their feet uh, and get control on the game. I think uh, Michelin caused us some problems for the first 20 minutes. They pressed us quite high and didn't let us sorry, establish ourselves. Um, but what about yourself, Francis? I'll come to you next. What, did, what was your thoughts on the game?
3: I mean, obviously, really happy. It was a surprising performance, but like in a good way, because we, we were unsure, obviously, where we were at. Obviously, the lack of signings and things We were maybe just talking Celtic down maybe too much and they were obviously just building up with because by all accounts we've had a decent decent enough pre season. Yeah, the Preston game wasn't great. The performances on Bristol City performance wasn't the best, but you're got to get these performances with a new manager and a new style But I thought I was I was really happy with the, the performance. Like Stephen said they were ten, maybe twenty minutes get into the game, but then after that we I see we I think we controlled controlled it for a large part and yeah, it was Plenty of guys, like, impressed and stuff, like, Abada, like you said, Christie, I thought was man of the match for me, McGregor looked really good, I thought Welsh really played well, especially after the the beat on Red Card, he he really sort of uh, acted the senior figure out the two of them at the back with him and uh, the boy Murray and that, so I thought, tactically, Postacoglu again, once the Red Card uh, happened, he he managed it well, Obviously, made certain dis- certain uh, substitutions, which was the same. We obviously had bad because he really grew into the game, and obviously the, the goal would have been given him confidence. But sometimes you have just kind of got to do this. We had to try and compact the midfield and just trust the Ralston and Taylor to give us the width. But yeah, yeah. yeah we we actually I, I thought we really managed the game well. Then obviously when they got the red card, we really got on the front foot again, which was impressive. Then Barkas's era was it, it killed us, that goal killed us a wee bit, but. I think, in general, the performance gives more confidence going into the
0: next leg. Yeah, no, and definitely. And uh, to steal Stephen's catchphrase, I 100% agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that one of the things you touched on as well was the the sort of hesitation getting into the game. Um, based on pre-season, obviously, we were a wee bit maybe unsure about how we'd perform. Uh, the Preston game, by all accounts, was certainly a little bit lacklustre. Uh, I think we can all agree that um, that maybe set us up to to think that maybe we're not as prepared for this as we think uh, but like, we, once we came into the game I thought we were outstanding. William um, just coming to yourself um, having watched the game, what, what was your thoughts on the, the performance?
2: Yeah I think both the guys have summed it up well there um, um, I was pleasantly surprised I wouldn't say I was one I was, I'm was. i always hopeful going into these games, I said it in the last podcast, I'm very hopeful we'll still get a result and we should have got the result um, barring a an individual mistake i thought we, we looked great going forward and um, created plenty of chances Um then mcgregor hit the bar also and Edwards should score he passes it back to the keeper when he goes through i don't know what he's thinking Um lots and lots of positives and very little negatives for me Um <clears throat> i thought mcgregor and christie what i'm um, unbelievable they covered every blade of grass the two of them. Uh, we talk about fitness levels, the two were just they were running all day. Christy and it, it was in the eighty something minute and he's he's tracking back from the right wing, um chasing chasing the winger all the way back and uh, into his own half. It, the, I thought they two were excellent. Uh I, just like Franny's saying, Welsh I thought was awesome. Uh, it, uh, there was a point well, what after Beaton went off were, we're back four, the, the oldest, the elder statesman was Greg Taylor at twenty three which is incredible. And, and I think we actually looked pretty solid. I, I don't think we we looked, uh, I thought we looked better actually at the back when Beaton went off. Uh, I was very surprised. I said to you guys, we've obviously got a group chat and before the game, I thought, Oregidis had lot, a lot of game time in pre-season. Demaris Murray's actually had a fair bit of game time as well. and He's another one. He came on and, and he, he was excellent. And Beaton's had next to no game time in the pre-season. I thought it was a really, really strange decision. Um, but, yeah, the team I thought the team were excellent. Uh, and I fancy us going over there and creating even when we went down to ten and they had eleven, I still fancy us to go on and score more goals. So yeah, yeah. um the attacking intense there and he's he's obviously still plays uh, there for everybody to see. I thought there was some excellent interchanging and um quick movement and passing and, and, and creating chances. some of the little one and uh, there's like little one twos and turnbone um like playing under his feet and he's Dink balls over the top for, and, and somebody's running. There's always somebody running in behind to trying to get on it, I thought we looked excellent going forward, so uh, I I think we'll uh, we'll we'll go over the second leg and, and we should we should have enough to get through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I, and I think See, one of the most important things. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. What you want
3: to say? I was just going to say, just kind of like on casting when Molly brought him up again. there, I think
0: uh-huh.
3: he he was really good. Like, I think he do, he's still looking credit because a lot is I've gave him stick I mean, plenty of and excluding Stephen, Stephen,
0: we'd,
3: <laughs> we'd be happy. We'd be happy to see him stay if we know if we get the Brendan Rodgers, Ryan Christie, <laughs> and uh, it was actually like he was played out of position again, probably a more favourable position in the left But Like what he says, it just it was that engine again, like like it was under Rogers, just running about running. but but it, it was still good. It was it was not just running. It was good when he was on the ball.
2: I have said in the last couple, I really think we're talking about Andrew style, and it's like high intensity, high press, um, non-stop. We've seen it in his, um, when he was mic'd up in the in the training and he's like, we don't stop. We'll stop at half-time. we we'll stop at full-time to celebrate. I think Christie can fit that. Uh, oh, 100%, I've said that yeah. he, he can, he can go all day and he can press all day. Uh, I think he can flourish under. I uh, think that's how he likes we, playing. Yeah, If we manage that's to keep holding think, him, I'm pretty uh, sure his contract ends the end of the year, there, isn't some, it? Uh, so it's not uh, even the summer, on. it's the end of this year. So.
0: No, but I think he's, you, you're absolutely right. And I think Christie was... Incredible uh, in that game, his, his movement. He was up and down the park, constantly running, Um and, and it just shoot, like you said, he's playing into this the whole the Ange's style of playing. It, it seemed to suit him at least uh, in that first leg, and I thought it was fantastic. But you 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 did raise a a, a very good point, and I'm interested to know, Stephen. <laughs> Um, you've been very critical of <laughs> christy uh, in recent weeks um i know that you mentioned in the group chat you were you were a bit impressed by his performance but what what is it you did you what did you see in christy in this game that, that sort of is is it changed your mind at all would you would you have him stay i mean cuz you've been an advocate for him actually leaving and he's big head and all the rest <laughs> of it so what, what's your thoughts on him now if he, if he can continue to maintain that performance where do you see his place in this team
1: well, one big difference that I've seen in his performance from the whole of last season till now is effort. There was effort there, and it was it didn't look like it was Ryan Christie playing yeah. for himself. He was back playing for the team, and I said to you guys in in the group chat, if he could keep that performance, and bear in mind, if he wants to stay, keep him and give him another contract. If he if he is going to produce that level level of performance, I mean, there was times when he got into the box from a couple of Adama crosses into him, and he should have scored one of them. But again, he was getting in the positions, Do you know what I mean? And, and I like seeing that. And as William touched upon, yeah. he was tracking back. He was moving around the pitch. I thought him, Turnbull, McGregor were fantastic. And I know you're pushing me on an answer for Christian. and McKenna, you better bet 50-50 here. I'll, I'll be saying, like, if he gives us that performance week in, week out, and he's committed to Celtic and not looking to move away, because he's, I mean, that's um, he's close to like the, the likes of Christopher Aaron. He's just left at Bramford, and he's probably thinking to himself he can do that. But And it's a hard one as well. Six months left on his contract. As he playing himself into the shot window again for another move, and that's been... That's hyper critical there, but in his performance, I did think he was actually one of the best performers on the pitch.
2: I think so, yeah. Just to touch touching that as well. I think it's pretty telling that he played. Um, if he, I think, if, like Iyer if he was on his way, then Ange already said, "I'm not interested in people that don't want to be here." The fact that he's played in that in that game uh, mm-hmm. points to me that he's in. He might be in talks talking about extending his stay. Otherwise, why would a big Ange bother? We've seen it with Ayer; he's not even had a sniff in pre-season. No, no, if you don't yeah. want to be here, away you go. Christie's so, been uh, on about it, so
0: definitely. I think that one one of the things that um, regarding christy anyway that we need to be mindful of is like you says he's got maybe a year left in his contract so if he is buying into this i think it's paramount we do tie him up because even Stephen, you made a good point there that if, if he's playing this way to put yourself back in the shop one day to make a move we need to capitalize on that by making sure we've got him tied down so that we can get the best deal possible for him um, rather than risk, risk losing them in six months' time to a pre contract or whatever the case may be, from nothing, nothing.
1: I think a sexual contract runs out in December, and January. I think I oh, so
0: he's already at that stage, but I,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go.
0: I, I think it's paramount then. If if, if, if he's in Angie's plans, um, then I'm pretty sure he's agree we need to tie him down to ensure yeah. that we, if, if he is still looking for a move and he's playing himself into the shop window, that we capitalise on it because yeah. at this current point in time, especially with performances like that, we're at risk of losing them for absolutely hee Um So the match itself, um, and, and you touched on it perfectly, uh, I thought we, we played absolutely incredible football. And, and bearing in mind, this is still early days. I think that one, this is a kind of style that we enjoyed watching um, and that we are going to enjoy watching throughout the course of the season. But see, in time, once this style clicks, I genuinely think we're going to be getting teams absolute fits. Or the because I don't think they're going to be able to cope or keep up. Um, but one of the turning points, obviously, in the game for us, uh, and I just want to come back to to some of the flash points of the game, if you will, um, just come to yourself first, William. Um, we'll start with the first uh, pivotal point, and that was b red card. Now, bear in mind, he was already on a booking. Uh, the boy, uh, Anders Dreyer, has tried to pull the wheel uh, out of the referee's eyes. He's had a dive. In the box, I think they, they did. They no call it. I believe they maybe even called it offside prior to that. Um, yeah. But either way, uh, I'm sure the dryer's boy got booked for diving anyway. Um, but so there was absolutely no need for Beaton to react the way he did. What, what was your thoughts on uh, first of all Beaton's performance up until the red card, and then his reaction for the red card and the position it put us in? Uh,
2: well, his performance, first of all, he looked a bit shaky. To be fair, we all know it's not his position. He's been played there plenty, but I mean, if you, you you only need to look at the first booking and it's a midfielder's tackle all day. He's never winning that ball. Um, I don't know why he's he's uh, he's jumping into the challenge rather than stepping off. It's not as if it's uh, he's on his eighteen-yard box and the boy's going to turn him. He's he's pretty much near half. Uh so that was a silly silly yellow card to give away early doors anyway. Um, the second is just absolute stupidity, and he's—it's just at times he's a liability with, with with stuff like that. The thing for me is hes, he's probably he's, that first eleven. He's one of our most experienced players. Um, yeah. he should be leading the way. And if anything, it was actually the young. It was the younger. But Stephen Welsh was the one that was leading the way. McGregor again, like I say, was excellent. I think he's really taking this captaincy on, and he's—we've we've t- talked about it before—and he's not a leader in the sensey. Scott Brown where he's he's harassing and shouting and screaming at everybody. He's he leads by example and he was absolutely yep. superb. Yep. But um I there's no, I mean we know this especially this day and age in football, you can't raise your hands. Uh I know he's not done much to him, he's put his put his finger on his head, but you he just can't do that. And uh, It's the
0: contact, it's the, the, the fact that he actually put like you say he put his finger on him. Aye. That that's that's blew up. I mean, getting in getting in his face a wee bit and maybe moaning at him for diving de- for diving and re- like reacting like that. Maybe obviously the, the heat of the moment's got the better of my. But the problem it was the is
2: contact. Problem is, John. See see if it's a penalty. Fair enough. You can go off your nut, but he's not. He's not even gave a foul for exactly. it. So why are you reacting like that? Just laugh at the boy and go. What are you doing? He's uh, it was uh, he could have cost us. He could have cost us big. With that I did have fears, but. Like I say, with ascending with off straight after, I thought we were still in the ascendancy and we looked we looked great. We looked, uh, we looked like we could score more. But uh, just, I like I say, he's meant to be one of our most experienced guys. Just uh, silly, silly, silly.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you say, he's experienced should he came into play and he should, he, he's, he's obviously showed a bit of hot-headedness. And what worries me is it's not the first time he's done it. Uh, and he's put us yeah. in a position where uh, he set us up to essentially fail. He's put us at a disadvantage. And
2: See the previous time he's well. Obviously, we're talking about uh, the Ra- the Rangers the game Rangers that we, game, he, yeah. he sent off. And by the way, see that first booking that I was talking about the other night. Exact same. the exact same position ah. he's in when, when we played the Rangers as well. He's not. He's not. He's never a centre half in a million years. He's a midfielder. Um, his positioning's not great, and uh, he, he gets us in trouble and gets himself in trouble uh, a lot of the time. They get in behind far too easy when he's playing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I but I mean, I I definitely agree with that, and I think that. For me, anyway, uh, and this might be a bit of a strong uh, statement to make, but for me, that's that would be his last in a Celtic jersey for me because you can't afford players to be reacting like that for needless stuff and making challenges like that. Like I said, it's not the first time he's done it. He's got a history, not just in the Rangers game, but he's he's got a history of getting himself into trouble and getting booked for, for stupid tackles. And like he says, we're playing him in a position he's no a natural, like, I mean, fair play to the guy He's 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 set him up and he's playing where he's asked to play, but it's not his natural position. That's um, the thing,
2: Fran- man, I think if you're playing him centre mid, he'd probably do a job, and he's a decent mm-hmm. squad player. But he's never ever he's never a centre half in the long years, and he's never ever going to be our first eleven quality. It's caused we we're, we're a bit lacking a in bear. depth. now yep. I think he would do a job in midfield, but he's like if we had a decent bid for him, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to him going.
0: Neither I'm the same. Uh, what about yourself, Franny? What uh, again? Obviously as William Touchstone, his initial booting uh, and then the the reaction after the, the Dryers dive. W- what's your thoughts on his performance and, and the reaction?
3: I uh, think, well, well, he has summed it up perfectly. as like, he's one of the senior players in the team. He was in the squad. That's probably one of the reasons he was brought in, just to try and get a bit of experience, but it's it's backfired. I, I wouldn't say big time because also we're still on the tie, but it, it, that and it still did backfire, but yeah, it's it was just stupid. Nothing more, nothing less. Just simply got involved in something they didn't need to you get, get like a a but like William Touchdown as well. You can just every time he plays in centre half, you can see he's no centre half. I wouldn't say he should like go as far as you and say he shouldn't play uh, for Celtic again, but he certainly shouldn't play it centre half again. But it's it's his default position, and it never plays anywhere else but centre half, and he's never on the bench. He just seems to be and the team but i mean it, it was a wee bit unlucky in the sense that the guy was pretty much back in denmark he was that far outside but so the, we're, we're unlucky to the extent that uh var isn't involved but yeah it was just it's it was beat on just having one of the wee moments again it was just silly yeah.
0: i think with, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head as, as is william but what my my just had to go back to my statement about i'm never playing for Celtic again i think that's just based mm. on the fact that as as he's mentioned, he's one of the most experienced guys, but he's also a liability, and the the, the fact but is
3: he's a, a liability he, at centre half. He's probably not a liability at centre mid. Well, let, let's
0: <laughs> let let me put it to you like this then. Um, given the the strength in midfield that we've got, the players we've got, and the guys coming through, do you see him getting a a, a chance in midfield, barring numerous injuries? I no, don't see it. That's,
3: you need you need guys. You need squad players like we had Johnny Hayes. That was was never an automatic starter, but any time he played, he was a 7 out of 10. Now, I'm not saying Beaton's got to be that, but you, you need guys like like a Johnny Hayes round the squad at times, just guys that are happy to be a squad player, but then he'd be a squad player and I'm playing them out of position.
0: So that's what I'm saying. It's like, he's no, as it stands at the minute, I can't see him fitting into the midfield set-up. No, I don't, enough players I, in I, midfield, I, enough depth in midfield.
3: That's and I mean, he's
0: just... a liability at centre-back, so you, you huh. ideally, you're not playing him at centre-half either, which leaves him with...
3: No, I'm not saying he should. I'm not advocating for him to stay. Like you said, if a bid comes in, I'd be happy for him to leave. But it's. I would just say if he was ever to play again for Celtic, as long just he shouldn't he play again at centre half, play him where he's meant to play. That was always mean. Uh-huh. If you have got to play him, play him
0: where he's meant to play. Fair point. Fair point. And um, and what what about yourself, Stephen? Uh obviously, as, as William and Franny have touched on, um, he, he's been played out of position. He's a liability at centre half. Um, and his reaction was ridiculous. What was your thoughts on
1: it? I think that this whole centre midfield debate needs to be put to bed because Beaton for the last five years has played as a centre-back for Celtic. I can barely remember him playing a game at centre midfield and he's been a centre-back for five years and he's going to stay that way. He's not going to be converted back up to this mid- mid- midfielder again. I think you're right, John. He won't get in that battle anyway. There's too many quality players in front of him. But in regards to that game, William said brilliantly there at the start of the show that It left Greg Taylor at that point being the most experienced player within the the back four or back three at that time when he got sent off. Tom was trusted to play and being an experienced player and showed the likes of Welsh, Taylor, Ralston, who don't really have as much European experience as him, how to play the game, talking through it. But the same rash moments, and William said it brilliantly, he caught in the same position he did against Rangers, Buchan, and then he reacts to the, the dive that is it Andreas driver, did you say? Yeah. Dreyer, he, I think his name is. I, Dreyer, yeah. He dived in the box. And it wasn't given as a penalty. It wasn't given as a foul. It was just play on, get on with the game. And it's just, obviously, your emotions are pent up. Obviously, getting fans back in the ground and might have pent up as emotions kind of emotionally. But, I mean, it was a stupid reaction. Putting your finger in anyone's face, especially poking them poking on the head, which he did. And European football is totally different from SPFL. European referees see that. As a, a red card or, or, or a second booking, and rightly so. And I'm I'm much of a yourself, John. I don't think he should play for something again. I don't really see the need for him. We should be replacing the likes of Beton now with with new players like Uragiri could have played centre back. Um, Dan Murray, who was far better and far more composed than Beton was. Beton played about in total twenty minutes on the pitch because he was off ten minutes with a head knock came back on and he done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, Beton shouldn't be anywhere near Celtic. Not anywhere near the, the squad, but starting an important game like that is sole purpose for me. This is going to sound harsh. Is kind of helping Abada settle in.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fair point. Um, I mean, you made a lot of good points as well, and I'm surprised you even agreed with me on some of them, which is <laughs> with the norm. But um, <laughs> obviously, one of the the other flash points was Dryer again, who uh, was the original culprit who, who dived uh, looking for that penalty. Um, got himself sent off and brought it down to 10 v 10 um, for another, which I'm pretty sure you would agree, or at least in my opinion, was a, a blatant dive as well, uh, and it was well spotted by the referee. Um, just coming back to yourself, Stephen, quickly, um, do you think that Jaya deserved that set, that that second booting?
1: Of course he did. I mean, simulation in the game is everyone's pet, ha- pet does isn't it, really? I mean, VAR, Francis Senator, that wasn't involved in, in the midland game, so the referee probably wouldn't have had a chance to see. Obviously, he was offside for the first booking in terms of the beat on flashpoint. But this one, I think, was from a, a challenge or kind of a perspective challenge from Welsh, wasn't it? But you've yeah. seen, you, you seen the reaction from Welsh. It was far more composed. He knew he dived. He just laughed at him and moved on, and the referee came back to it and sent them off. And that's, that's exactly what Beton should have done in that situation. I think Stephen Welsh, in the terms of the back four in defence, was the best player in the park by Mets. It, it was just night and day compared to Beaton. And
0: yep. it should have been M- sent off, yes. Yeah, definitely, I would agree with that. Are you, you used to Francis William, use the same sort of mindset. Do you think it was a deserved booting, and it was a clean, it was a clean tackle by Welsh?
3: Uh, I, I don't know if it was a book. I, I I can't really. I never actually seen any of the game after it, simply because where I was watching it was in the pub and it kind of got put off. But if my memory, it just I didn't feel like a dive, but it didn't feel like a foul. But I'll trust your opinions after seeing. Maybe more replays than I've had. More about
2: dive, yourself, man. man. Aye. No surprise was he didn't come out the second half with his speedo zone. <laughs> <laughs> Is
0: that 9-10 points for that? Aye, I, I, it, I
2: mean, is, I thought he was going to give me a double backflip with a pike on the end. As, <laughs> for the next one.
0: I mean, I think we, we've all seen it coming. And, and actually, no long before that, he, he's red carded as well, Um. William, you mentioned in the group chat that he's been looking for it. The referee's kind of been watching him like a hawk because he—he was—he was, a lot of the stuff he was doing was kind of sus and he was looking... He was kind of just playing dirty tactics and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely think it was deserved. And it certainly even the game up for us, um, bringing it back down to 10, which I think it was uh, something as well. That if Beton had Hidney? Na- got yourself sent off, then we would have been in a position with the extra man. Uh, and given the way we were playing, I think with the extra man we would have absolutely annihilated him. Personally, I think they wouldn't have been able to cope with us having an additional player on the pitch playing the way we were playing. Uh, and thirdly, coming to the, the, the final sort of flashpoint, it was Welsh's tackle uh, on the o- outside the box. Uh, for me, was a clean tackle. He got the ball first. He did get the man after, which... Some guys will give it, some guys won't. But for me, it was a clean tackle and it shouldn't have been a free kick. Uh, but then there's the free kick itself at that angle. Um, and I can't, it was the the Brazilian boy that took it, I can't mind his name. Uh, um, uh, did, did, do you remember, who was it? Evander or something? No, Evander. Evander, aye, Evander. Um, obviously, he he just went for goal uh, at that angle, which itself was crazy because normally you just try and float that into the box and, and, and hopefully one of your guys gets ahead on it and any other decent keeper worth their salt would have followed through with that attempt of shameful attempt the barkest uh, tried and pulled for whatever reason um, pulled out of um, William when you seen that and you I think we might or well I don't know, Franny might not be in agreement. Uh, Stephen might not be in agreement. But I know you and me have been very critical of Barkas. Um this was his chance to sort of prove himself. Uh, he was on the European stage again. Um this and again, for the, for for Evander to take the shot the way he did, it should have been a routine clearance for a keeper. Um he went for the ball, uh but then he pulled out of it. Now whether he, he thought it was going wide. I don't agree. Any keeper uh, at that level uh, it, it, for for any club, if you think it's gone wide, or no, you should be going for the ball at 100%, regardless. And, and ensuring it definitely does go wide. None of this just letting it go because you think it's gone wide and then ending up penalised for it. But he, for whatever reason, pulled out of this. You know, whether that was the case or or maybe he just shot it, which is what I'm, I believe. I think he's got paper wrists. And I think it he, 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 he just he, he, I don't know if it was fear or something that, that got him, but it, it just didn't look sure, uh, and he pulled out of that save. What what was your thoughts when you seen him um pull out and pull his arms back, uh, and then that ball hit in the back of the net?
2: And it's unbelievable. Um, first of all, I agree. I don't. It's, it's never a fail. I know in this day and age, it's it's if you take your man at all, it's but. Ten years ago, that's an absolutely wonderful challenge, and uh, I thought it was harsh on Young wells Like I say, he was—I think it was his best game in a Celtic shirt. I thought he was absolutely, absolutely amazing, an absolute warrior. Um, yeah. with regards to the uh, free kick, I mean, he's just—he's the—it's the boy's obviously short in confidence. To be fair to him, right? I'll—I'll I'll put some of the positive stuff out there first. I thought he actually started the game no bad. Um, he looked decent with the ball at his feet and stuff like that. And but um, I, I it's just I, I don't even there's not even words to describe it, John. You're bang on. If if he thinks that's gone wide, it's just still it's that close to him. And there's I don't think there's many anyone anywhere near him to challenge him. Yeah, he, he could actually header it away. It's that the ball's that close to him. Still, uh,
0: he could have
2: caught, He, could have, he could have caught it. He could have caught it. He could have headed that. He probably could have taken it and four I, don't, I don't
3: think he have caught it, but. Uh, I'll let you it, I don't think you could have caught
2: it. I'm sorry, Fanny. I cannot agree with you there. He could catch that. No bother. He actually he's, he's got <laughs> his hands right there and he pulls up, his hands. I, he I agree. He should save it. That.
3: I agree. He should save it, but I don't think like you're catching it. He should be parrying it away. I'll
2: say That's that one. Right. We'll, I'll, well, I'll leave it to the fucking barcast fan club then because I don't <laughs> see why. Honestly, can not see why you keep arguing against this guy's I'm case? No, I'm just. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm I've actually. You know, I would I'm honestly.
3: I've not going to say, argue for his case.
2: So he's, oh, <laughs> I don't know how you can. You can't
3: again. No, I'm
2: just, no, I'm just being realistic. You can't argue for a keeper making a howler I'm not yeah. going to argue for a keeper making a howler. But this no, this is,
3: this is... Never, there's, there's
2: there's never been one positive performance from in a Celtic shirt, and I know yeah it, there's a number of factors that it could be, and I mean like I know that people argue for him, but he's he's just it's just not good enough, and it's cost it, like. That one mistake could cost us money running the Champions League and it's an individual mistake and he's not he's just not good enough. It's not good enough for Celtic. We should be looking elsewhere. Um it's I mean it's bread and butter that if he's not catching it and he can't catch it, he should be punching it. It should be it's just it should never be a goal for there. Never, never in a million years.
0: Yeah, I definitely I, I agree with that. And and, and I, I think you're right in saying that uh, he, he's just no good enough to this level. And there might be underlying factors, whatever they may be. We've touched on it before. It could be an issue where I'm settling. it wouldn't be the first time players have come here with a reputation and no and no being able to perform um for whatever reason. But I mean I've I've seen and not just for guys like Franny and Stephen who will come in in just a minute. But when when people and other Celtic fans i have seen say it as well that it deserves a chance. he's had enough chances for me and and that Performance, Uh, uh, William. You mentioned that he started the game all right, and he seemed comfortable with the ball at his feet. I think that some of his passes were questionable. At the back, he was a bit unsure, a bit hesitant. Some of his clearances were to nobody. They were just some. I I even remember a couple just going out, like there were only two anybody. He was just kicking the ball. That's the the point of clearance. No, but you. you, I get, by the way, I
2: mean. it's it's got to the point where when he makes a standard save that every keeper should save in a granny, everybody's like, "Oh, he's made a save, brilliant!" I think that shows the sort of what we're talking about here. He makes standard
0: saves and everybody gets excited. It's just not good enough, man. Nah, yeah, for me, he's had enough chances, and I, I just don't think he is good enough personally. Um, but Franny, but this is your opportunity to speak on the Barca situation. Um. Obviously, you have been kind of an advocate for him in some senses. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on that particular moment, that free kick uh, and the save, or rather, the lack of?
3: <laughs> it's a save. We had to be in this topic chat today. <laughs> uh, the uh,
0: attempted save,
3: <laughs> like is the as word you know, I, like I, I try and back the guy, but it makes it damn near impossible when he does things like that. Like I don't agree; you should catch it. I, I, the boys. The boys sort a world there. Like the boys, acts, the boy could take that about another twenty times and never heard it that good. This boy has called it sweet, but the keeper, a keeper, in note should be saving that. I don't. I, I'm not trying to defend. him in that sense, but he can of take away for the strike. But any keeper, I don't care who you're, should be saving that. It's the fact that it's the manner, it's that it's went and it's an issue again. It's it looks clear as day that he pulls his hands away for it, and the only sort of backing. I can try and say for him is like say like. Has he? Has he thinking it's gone wide? And if that's the case, his really his awareness of where he is in the goal is miles off. Then he's obviously no aware of where he where he's actually standing. But even at that, it's and that's worrying. I no, that's what I mean. I I that's what I'm, I'm not really backing him up. I'm just uh, it's. I don't know how. I agree you should be dealing because there's too many boys in the road. The way the boys hurt it, it could get a touch and there'll be nowhere near it. But the things happen, the keeper can't deal with that if it gets touched. But I think the the way the shots hurt, the the type of free kick, you should always be ready to try and make some save. They generally always will, even if you're whipping it in and not necessarily shooting, they'll go to the back post. It's got to come towards you. you, They generally don't go away out. There was never, there was no way that was ever going wide. So if he's fought, it was going wide his his awareness is his awareness of so it could just be a content. So it could just like everything's gone from like I just as I say, I try and make a case for him but situations like that just make it damn near impossible. And it's you're trying to go back to situations where you're going, oh well he done this good, they've done this good. But the, the mistakes he's had totally outweigh And it's but I try to do a wee bit of sort of a Research on ways Celtic and stuff to try make him and Like I found some mad f- facts which I would I would possibly question. Like he's he's played 23 games for Celtic and had 11 clean sheets. How? I don't know. Ken uh, uh, like for Athens, he had over uh, just over 100 games and 70 clean sheets. So it's like if they just sent their keeper there or something, I, I really don't know what the deal is. And it's um honestly, I don't think I'll be back. You know, it's um I'm firmly well not I wouldn't say firmly.
0: Not backing on that. I'm, ca- I'm, I'm calling s- bullshit on that. I live in clean sheets. That right now. All right then. Well, all right. It's well, very
1: true, buddy.
0: It it's very it's,
3: true. It's very true, but it's very it
2: true. I unlikely. well you're sad. talking That's there, a- I've just I've just watched the goal about five times over again there in slow motion, and you should catch it all day long.
3: Ah, I, I could catch up on slow motion, table.
2: Watching, 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 watch it fast as well, and you'll see you should oh, well, catch it, off, right anyway.
3: It doesn't
2: rifle it There's no way rifles it I'm sorry man It's that, not a world
3: no, I'm not sitting here saying Varkas should not have saved that. I'm saying he should have He should have sloped it gone out I just don't believe he should have I, I don't think it's easy to catch it It's not like it's just a floated and cross The boys rattled not a worldy strike either uh, Well I bet the boy does it another 20 times And doesn't he put it in that corner
2: Well I bet he does not another 20 times and the keeper saves it
3: I'd Probably a keeper should see, save it I said that I, say, I probably wouldn't say it. no I, probably wouldn't know. I <laughs> agree probably wouldn't. I just say um, now we've all had a laugh maybe Athens should send the right work I, say.
0: I, I mean like yourself Franny and I, you posted a video as well some of the, the stuff he'd done uh, in an Athens jersey and he, he, he's that's, that's where the broadcast we've got it's definitely no and if that was the keeper we had we'd be laughing but ultimately I mean as I said earlier we get players who will come up to the SPL and they'll come to ourselves or other clubs and they come up with a better reputation but they just don't settle and it, sometimes it just doesn't work for them And they can't it, it, maybe it's the pace of the game maybe it's the, the noise of the, the, the fans the lack of fans it could be a variety of different things but just for me I think it, 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 his, his chance is gone um, but Stephen you have probably been the biggest advocate for Barkas on this podcast um, and you've backed him numerous times and, and said that he deserves a chance are you still in the same sort of frame of mind after that game, are you still do you still believe it deserves to be part of this team?
1: Well, that's kind of a be thing to say for you first, okay? Let's have we wee listen to this, right? Now, this is the direct quote from the internet, so it goes like this. Put your right wait, 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 hand in, your right hand out, your right hand in, and shake it all about. You do the hokey kokie <laughs> and you turn around, and that's what Barcast is about. Yo! <laughs> I love <it. laughs> I believe, right? That's You're getting caught back. John ruined that big time <laughs> for me, but sure. I genuinely I genuinely believe Barcaz will be still selling number one Christmas time. Don't care what any of you say. I do believe it. I think that the free kick wasn't a free kick. As you said, William Stephen Wells was an absolute warrior all night. Best man on the pitch for me in regards to of a defensive sense. A uh, couple of interesting things about the free kick. Eric Eric's oh, Dander's over to Evander, whispers in his ear, slow walks away. Two seconds later send it back to the that. So obviously he's told him to test the keeper because again, he has that reputation as a, as a keeper. He's kind of shaky, which is understandable. We've all seen it last season, but I, it's hard. It is hard to make a case for him. I, I do agree. It, it, it is hard, but you have to look at it like this. We've shelled £5 million on the keeper. Athens, number one, was Greece, number one for a while, There, obviously, until he came to Celtic, and things kind of went wrong for him. And in an Athens, Jersey, he was brilliant. He was in that team He played playoffs that knocked us out of the Champions League. And the key difference is... He had a back four in front of him that was settled. And there were absolute machines. The two centre-backs were at the Athens that night were unbelievable. Unbelievable. We don't have that. Maybe he has no trust in who's in front of him. Never mind the centre-backs have no trust in the keeper. I don't. I mean, Barcaz can't go from £5 million to Boar of Silch. That I, I, can't, I don't buy that one bit. And I would take Barcaz all day, every day on a, on a Sunday, especially over Scott Bain. He has trunks. I'd I'd see that argument that Bean's better in Barca's out the door no chance I think Barca's regardless going to go to Ben our keeper and this whole sentimental bullshit around Fraser Foster will bring him back because he can stop a goal he will not suit the stain of Anz Postacoglu not a chance Anz Postacoglu wants keepers on the halfway line we've seen it we've seen it in parts of that midland game the keeper comes out and he has to get involved in the play and I'm sorry as much as Fraser Foster's a cracking goalkeeper he will not do that, and possible Pocock isn't a man to compromise his own values and his tactics for one man. No chance. My opinion remains the same. Barca will be number one for Celtic going forward.
0: Right. So I, I just want just my thoughts on that. Um, we do need another keeper. That's plain and simple, and I'm pretty sure we'll you agree we'll that it's necessary. How do, you don't know that though? And this whole talk about Foster, that again, that's just paper talk. We we know it's pish. It's not happening. We talked about it on the last episode. If we'd like it, if it happened, I agreed that I would take him back because he's an incredible goalkeeper. He does his job well. Um, but ultimately, we know that's not the case. That's not happening. But Celtic, for me, definitely need to be in the market for another goalkeeper.
1: And Give me a goalkeeper who you get right now. Go.
0: We're not really going to players at
3: Celtic. We, well, then then he, he, nobody knew Abada. Nobody knew Starfield. Nobody knew nobody knew that's to that's the, you the, had the had
1: exact point. There's no keeper out there that we can... Like, like, I mean, we don't, we don't right really now.
3: know that. We don't really know that there probably is keepers out there. There's plenty of keepers.
1: Uh, out Stephen, out there Stephen I've, been, I've
3: been, I've been, I've tried, like you, back. I agree. I think he will be our number one going forward because I think he'll prioritise other areas. But I mean, I would be happy if we went and got a keeper. Like,
0: uh, for me, definitely. Obviously, I disagree with you, here, Stephen. But for me, I think Celtic definitely need to to bring another goalkeeper in, uh, as well as strengthen other areas at the park. Um, so. Obviously, uh, we touched on some other players there in, in, in standout performances. Um, uh, we mentioned, obviously, McGregor, uh, sort of leading the line as a captain, his first game as a captain, and uh, the performance he put in. Christie, uh, Abada's performance, albeit short, um, Welsh, um, and uh, Dame Murray, when he came on, had made really good account of himself, uh, considering it was his first proper competitive um, match in Europe as well. Uh, obviously, they, they all seem to play their part. Who, I think, were the sort of usual suspects. But was there anybody that really surprised you, um, Stephen, that you you thought th- he, he put in an absolute incredible f- performance or a surprising performance that you weren't maybe expecting?
1: Stephen Wells. that guy was immense. Uh, that, they, there was obviously top performers around the pits, but I mean. Every time that Mitchland broke forward, he was sliding in, taking the ball out of nowhere. At one point, there was him just chasing players by himself and winning the ball and doing tackles, getting stuck in, as a defender should be. I know the jury's still out on him, and it's still out. It is. I mean, that performance, he was excellent. And in regards to other players, I thought Turnbull, he's had an extra dimension to this game. He's tackling players. He's tracking back, which is good to see. Cal McGregor seems to be back to his normal self again, carrying the team forward, passing the ball around it. It shows you the big difference when he knows what to do instead of trying to guess what he needs to do from a, a manager beforehand but it's good to see that i thought abada was excellent he was like an old school type right winger taking on the player whipping him uh, across balls and then following in shots and scoring offensively himself on his debut um Christie was excellent i mean you know my opinion of him but i can't really say anything different than that greg taylor solid ordinary to me um beat crap dame murray i had to give a big shout out to dame murray he was far better than beat 20 minute cameo i, I mean he was composed. He found passes. He broke the lines. He t- he took the ball under pressure, and he, he most importantly defended the box well. But yeah, the, all the team barred obviously the errors with Parkass and likes to be done well.
0: Yeah, I was certainly agree with that. And that for me, uh, Welsh. I know McGregor got man of the match, and I think that was part and parcel to the fact that uh, well he did What's have a incredible captain? game. I uh, but it was his first game as captain. But for me, it was Welsh uh, all day. It uh, was man of the match. I thought he took command of that uh, the, the, the sort of defensive side of things and, and and some of the tackles he was making were incredible and uh, he was very very solid his, his timing was impeccable his awareness was fantastic and i thought him and when day murray came on i thought they, they partnered each other really well i thought and considering both of them are still young uh, and it's still as i said it was one game but I was really, really impressed with Dave Money, But another guy who kind of flew under the radar, and this was not just... When I've been seeing other comments and other people talking about the game and their the, the remarks on players was Sorrow. Um, yeah. For me, I thought Sorrow had a solid game as well. Um, he's kind of... When they're, they're talking about the players and the, the match itself, he's kind of flew under the radar. But I thought he had a solid game. Um, some of his passing and his movement was was great. And he, he was all over the pitch as well. He, he, he was uh, putting in a shift. Francis, what about yourself? Um, was there any real standout performances or any sort of surprises in that in that game that that, that you thought could do as well, essentially, uh, going forward?
3: Uh, well, I think everybody but a and on a I think, takes pass marks <laughs> away for that game. It's simple as that. It's, it was that, but a bad I maybe would have got my man in match had they not had him to come off because of the tactical situation. But, yeah, I think everybody played well. For me, like... I can't, I can't argue if somebody says Stephen Welsh was man of the match I'm not going to argue against it but for me I just Chris like Stephen Welsh's performance surprised me because like Stephen um, the jury still out from my thought last season he, again you can't have no complaints about the guy he came in and done his job and done it well but that, like the other night he really he came of age a wee bit I would say with that performance it was like William I think it was William who said it earlier that it was his, his best performance in a, a Celtic jersey but for me I thought it was Ryan Christie because He's taking a lot of flack, again. He was playing a lot out of position last season, but again he played yeah. out of position the other night. But it was it was brilliant. He was coming in at the back post for crosses and stuff where you want your left midfielder to be. in that I just thought for me, Ryan Christie was just he was he was awesome. I, I think just because of what I became accustomed to last season, I was more surprised. I thought I was more surprised like right that, but I was surprised, but happily surprised at his performance. I thought he, they say, put in a lot of work. Put. Was was yeah. running all day, showing, and but when he had the ball, he was making things happen. And he was, he didn't seem like he was playing for his cell. He was actually paying quick passes. He wasn't trying to beat too many boys. He, the pass was on, he was he was giving it. So, uh, Christy, for me, was the standout for me, but I think I wouldn't argue against Stephen Wilson to be honest with you, somebody said him. Um, like, like Stephen said, and if yeah. ball goes with Stephen Wills, I'll not argue against him. I think
1: as I mean, well, sorry, John. I mean, uh, sorry, I, I think as well, as you said, Christy, what I noticed as well. Was he didn't take too many shots outside the box, and as you said, he played the ball instead of taking the shots on himself, and he was fantastic. I have to agree.
0: No, I mean absolutely, and I think you, you, you its hard to disagree with Christy If he—he he got man in the match as well, because again, I thought he put in a phenomenal performance, and this is a, as well mentioned earlier, this the Rogers Christy uh, is the guy that we, we all loved, uh, and it, it was it was fantastic for us at that period, and if you can get that sort of perf- that that form back, then. He's an absolutely an asset, and losing him would be quite a bit of a hit. So, um, William, coming to yourself, obviously we've touched on now a number of players we thought were standouts in that already. Um, but was there anybody um, that had played that game like just like the other? The same question I've asked the other guys that stood out to yourself that you thought are going to do as a do as a uh, favour going forward in terms of? Do you think any of them can cement their place in the team?
2: Yeah, um, just just to touch on it just exactly the same as guys. I thought I, I've always been a big Ryan Christie fan, and I thought he was he would be on a in the match. But again, if you're saying like McGregor or Welsh, then I'm not going to argue. I thought Welsh was Welsh was a surprising one for me because, like we've said, he's a good solid six or seven out of ten every week. But that was ten ten out of ten. He was absolutely magnificent. He, nothing was getting by him. He was just immense. Uh, like I said, he's unfortunate with that foul as well. It's never a foul for me. Um, But if you're talking about who surprised me, Dane Murray definitely surprised me, I thought he came on and he was superb as well, won a couple of challenges and he did. Um, There was maybe twice I think I've seen him where uh, Beaton's foul in the first half where he tries to nip in front of the defender and didn't do it, Dane Murray did it twice in the game and looked excellent, His, uh, his anticipation was really good. I yeah. must admit, when he came on, because when when Beaton went off, I was looking for a new signing, Iri Irigidi, or and I know Shaw can play centre half, so I was thinking maybe when. He, so when he put Murray on, I was like, oh, and he he looked good in pre-season, but I was thinking about he was really really impressive. Um, yeah. So it's good to, it's good to know that like we say at the Celtic podcast, we're always big advocates of the youth, and uh, it's good to know that the youth system's still working because we've still we've we've got a couple of crackers, I think. Uh, but um, him and Welsh, I thought. Well, uh, 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 but yes, yeah, if you're talking about surprising, who's who surprised me? And um, Welsh surprised me in the fact that he was, he was a ten or eleven out of ten. He was that good, rather than his normal six or seven, just standard. And uh, and and Dan Murray was very surprising as well. He, I thought he looked excellent.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 I completely agree with Dan Murray, and I think he's one of the guys that's going to. Uh, I can see him being a, a squad player definitely throughout the course of the season. Um, he, he certainly impressed me. Um, so, obviously, we've touched on the the, the game uh, and everything else the players that flashpoints, players that have impressed us, etc. Uh, players that didn't impress us. Um, but going to the, the sort of post match, um, obviously, um answered a post match interview where he was asked a variety of different questions. Did many of you guys have a chance to check out the interview at all? No, nah, yeah. I'll be honest. I've never seen it. I just I've read bits about it on Twitter. I've seen it. Yeah. Is that a no? You've not seen it?
3: No, nah, that was because the the game went off as soon as it was finished in the pub. So that was that
0: was it for me. <laughs>
2: I've seen it,
3: mate.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously they did a standard post match interview uh, with um, and post uh and as the media try and do uh, on occasion. Uh, trying to throw him some left field questions to to get him to stumble and uh, I thought he handled himself perfectly. Um, Obviously it was his first competitive game uh, and it was a draw um, but they tried to draw him in on the the situation where uh, Barkas failing to make the save um, and the the beat on sending off. Um, just coming to yourself um, first, William. Um, seeing as you have the only person that's said that seen it, <laughs> uh, what was what was your what was your thoughts on his his comments uh, regarding the whole Beaton scenario and the the, the, the game overall? Uh, I,
2: I was I was very happy with what he's saying. I, I, he always um, he's always looking at the positive side of things, and and rightfully so because I thought it was a really really good performance. So just and he said so you can tell he's he's he was upset at the result because he wants to win, and he's a winner. But he also took away um, the positive sides, like I said, rightly so, uh, and not just this press. Uh, this presser, but every presser that he's been in. I mean, you know, we all know what the British media is like. They want a quote for their papers. They want to hear him saying something that can they can twist or or it's a detriment to the club or himself and. Every time he just comes back with an answer and puts them right in their place, he's never he's, it's been flawless so far. Uh, he should be a politician or a salesman or something because he'd make a fortune, mm-hmm. he never ever, <laughs> never ever wavers. Ah, he's been in, good. In, uh, uh, so I, uh, yeah, I thought he's he's and I thought he was spot on with his analysis of the game. And to be fair, he did he never, uh, for what I've seen, he didn't try to defend beat on anything. He just says, Listen, this you can't do that, you can't raise your hands when it's when you're on a booking and all the rest of it. And so. Uh, yeah again massive pluses he's just very very impressive the media stuff he's just absolutely spot on i think the british well the scottish media have met that match for him uh
0: no absolutely uh, and i think one of the things for me that, that impressed me with his post-match comments was the fact that he was fully praised for the side there was no sort of negativity um he's kept that sort of stuff uh, i believe in house i don't believe for uh, one second that that beat on go away and with that, up, I, I'm very, I, I think that I'm, I'm pretty sure Ange had a word with him after the fact, yeah. but he's kept it in-house he's kept the laundry um, away in the basket, so to speak yeah. and yeah. He's, he's been fully praised for the guys that did play well he's not trying to take the shine off anybody, he commented highlighted specifically that Murray came on and done well, that Welsh's performance was great, the defensive performance as a whole was great, that players worked very very hard to maintain the ball, even going down to 10 men uh, how hard they worked, and they managed to keep some element of their shape, and and keep pressing, and and the, their work rate was incredible. Uh, he didn't feel he mentioned as well that he didn't feel let down by any players, uh, and obviously that. Beat on, I think the only negative thing he could you could say about what you said about Beaton was that the Beaton it. Essentially, it was disappointing for B20 to let himself down, but he also then went on to say, "I know how much he wanted to contribute." So even even with the media, he's no like he's no just shunning the question either. Um, he he has commenting on it to a degree, but he's no saying anything negative, which is something that I think is quite refreshing because if that was a Neil Lennon, um, there might have been some stronger words said. Uh, and I think that's something that this is uh, that impresses me with Ange as well. Is that he's no being negative, especially not to the press. He's giving them absolutely nothing. Uh, he's remaining positive and he's keeping everything in the house. Um, mm. Franny, I'll I'll come to you next. Um, I, I know you mentioned that you didn't, you've not seen the post-match interview, but based on what you have heard, uh, obviously, and, and the fact that he chose to sort of avoid certain kind of answering questions in a certain way and gain the media quotes, um, he, he chose to focus on the performance and and and. G credit to the team and their performance. What was your opinions on that?
3: I think it's uh, it's it's brilliant. The guys, the guy has just like what I'm saying. He's got he's got the British or certainly Scottish um, media's number that it seems to just he's coming by. He's getting them headlines, but it's not the headlines they want in that. They're having to use his smart wee comments as headlines. So uh, it's it's really refreshing. Like like I've obviously seen we heard we and read we set in that and like. When asked about the beaton, oh, I could be wrong, obviously. But when asked about Beton and bark, I said, Kenny, honestly say that gave it the cliche? I've not seen it yet, so it's it's just it's the old tactical deflection thing. But obviously, we know, like I say, he's probably dealing with that. in-house. so? Now nah, I've been every time I hear him, I've been really, really impressed with the guy. So that yeah, it's just it's it's refreshing to see that he's obviously you can see he's honoured. He knows he knows how to play the media, He knows like to obviously. He's deflecting some of the comments in a sense, but to put it to a positive, so it's not because he's obviously a new manager coming and he knows he needs to get everybody on side. He's what to change the philosophy in that of the club, so he needs to get everybody on side. So he's obviously having to think on his feet and be. It just shows he's an intelligent man that he's he's thinking on on yeah. his feet. We these questions to not properly criticise and going on in the team. So, nah, it's, how can you how can you hate the guy? The new man, you can't, eh, man.
0: No, I, I, I completely agree. He makes it very, very hard not to like him. And I think as Celtic uh-huh. fans, it's refreshing uh, for us to see a manager that's obviously... Um, it helps us get
3: on board with him as well. Cause, it like does, honest, absolutely. It's, it was, he's an unknown entity. We a bit of ignorance in that. But we were, I can't say any of us were, overly joyed when he was announced as manager. But it's he's went about that quickly. It's changing that perspective for him anyway.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And what about yourself, Stephen? Obviously, I don't. I'm, you, you've been quite quiet. I didn't hear you comment on whether or not you've seen the post match uh, or any of the the, the statements that he made. But what what's your what was your opinion on uh, the the sort of what what you have heard at least and what we've spoken about just now? What's your opinion on that?
1: I did comment, but very very quietly, John, because I couldn't remember all the quotes in my head. But um, I mean, the, the one of the best things about Postecoglou is, I mean, one of the biggest kickers for us last season and one of the biggest flash points at, at the start of the season early on in terms of the european qualifiers was Lennon coming out after the furnace firehouse game saying players the way. you're going to get none of that with pasta codley although as you said john he's probably in the dressing room putting beton and bargas in a quiet room until they figure each other out he's coming to the media protecting his players and he's not giving the media any wee snippets of what's going on in the dressing room any wee droplets here and there another thing as well he hasn't wavered from his word that he's interest at bringing you through and he, he said an interesting bit on Dan murray saying that he he knew himself from a post view that he wouldn't be phased by getting into this game and i think that's fantastic he knows his players he already knows he seems to know what it, what the strengths and weaknesses are and a big shout to shout out to him as well in regards to keeping two up front when they went down to 10 men and Christy playing off I thought that was excellent he could have went defensive, but he didn't he, he stuck to his principles but all in all like as you guys have alluded to, he just gives me a feeling that he's going to protect Celtic. And he said that in his fan media press conference, although the, the comment that, yeah. that was um, directed to wasn't really met with any great joy. But I think he's sticking to his word and I think he'll continue to do that.
0: Uh, no, definitely. Uh, and I think one of them, I'm going to read this quote because I thought it was a fantastic thing for him. And, and re- again, refreshing to hear him say it uh, because he's also taking accountability. So uh, there was one point, obviously during uh, the sort of post-match, Um, press conference uh, where he he, he highlighted and he he came out right and he said it specifically we weren't well prepared for tonight Um, we've had so many disruptions in pre-season for a number of reasons and we've literally had essentially one full training session with this group of players Uh, and for them to put the effort in that they did tonight was something special Um, there was a number of them who probably weren't even ready for 90 minutes uh, and it's his, he took responsibility in saying that it's his role to try and support them and try and prepare them the best he can for what's in front of us. I haven't done a great job so far, to be honest, because of the disruptions we've had. We've eight more days and I feel confident with preparation and the spirit we have will put in a good performance. It's on me. I'm the manager of the football club and I'm the one that takes responsibility, providing support for the players and staff. And if things aren't happening, it's on me to make it happen. Uh, and then he went on to say that there's obviously plenty of positives uh, and things like that and he, 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 he essentially commented that he guaranteed uh, they'll never be that out prepared again going forward. Um, I'm not sure if you, you boys took note of that but William, did you see those comments? What, what was your thoughts on them when he came out and he was that honest with the media uh, and the fans and letting them know it's on him, he knows they were all prepared and it's not happening again?
2: uh superb if you're a player that obviously it takes a massive weight off your shoulders but that's as a manager that's that's your job so uh, i think that's the comments are fantastic and if that's the and, and that's the thing he's only been in the door a number of weeks some of these players have only been in a matter of days has only been in how long and he he put he, i know it was um short and sweet performance because he had to go off but he, he was he was excellent uh, everybody seems to be buying into it. You see the guys, Mcgregors, and they're doing pressers, and every one of them's talking about how he just wants us to express ourselves. It's just, and if that's um, if that's a team that's not prepared, then I can't wait to see what we're like when we are prepared because I thought we were excellent.
0: Yeah, totally agree. What about yourself, Francis? The, the, those comments that he made about um, I'm taking ownership, everything's on him. It's not the players' fault. It's it's they were all prepared, and it's not happening again. What, what, what do you make of that? I just like what well, I said.
3: I, I can't have it we prepared, and yeah, I, I like the comments. Just simply, it's it's keeping the blame. It's he's taking his shoulder on the blame, and that he's putting his responsibility. And you just hope the players. It looks like, it. but for me, that type of comment, the players should be looking at it going. The manager's not calling us out, so hopefully,
0: you
3: just go to our backs. they've. He's got our back, so let's let's go to war for him, I like. So I, I, I really like the comments from
0: him. Yeah, definitely. And quickly, what about yourself, Stephen?
1: I mean, the, the, I did see the comment when he... I thought he was a bit harsh on himself, but again, it's refreshing to see his, his honesty in regards to being up-powered. I mean, the fact that he even came out and said that he didn't have to just points to the fact that you guys are saying that he's all about the team and he, he's not going to let that happen again. Obviously, there's going to be a week that Denmark, and I believe get into this game... We can win this game and have that confidence not that just from that statement but just from him in general i really do think there's positive things to come hopefully yeah
0: definitely uh and i think one of the one of the, if, if you want to for anybody that's listening as well if you've not seen the, the full comments or you want a good analysis and breakdown of them um the friend of the show and a guest that we had on in the last episode tony uh, haggarty he uh, mentioned uh that he's just take up a new role uh, as a writer for uh, Celtic Way, uh, which is a new website that deals in a lot of Celtic news, and he's, he's writing articles for them, and they've done some fantastic articles or uh, post-match uh, analysis of that game, etc. So, I definitely recommend checking them, uh, checking them out. So it's CelticWay.co.uk for anybody uh, that's interested in that. Um, but lastly, just to to move on, um, obviously uh, since the match, um, Christopher Iyer has. Moved to Brentford and it was believed to be a 13 and a half million up front 15 million including bonuses and hopefully fingers crossed a selling cause um and immediately and literally hours after that was announced uh Starfelt uh, was officially announced uh, as uh, coming in almost like a lose one got one type of thing so um uh, what's your thoughts Stephen come you first um obviously Starfelt's coming in Kyogo's coming in um uh, we've got Shaw, uh, Urici, Abada, um, and by and large, I think Ange has obviously mentioned as well that uh, he expects more to be coming in, um, and they're, they're still working on deals. Uh, how do you feel about the transfer activity this far, and, and what, what areas do you feel we, we definitely need to be focusing on going forward?
1: Well, just about a week and a half ago, when we were on with Ryan McGinley, I was berating the board for the slowness and the high slow it's taken in regards to transfer activity ever since then I think they're listening they've kind of stepped up a bit but I mean in regards to the first, I think that's a great bit of business 13.5 million pounds up front plus 15 million pounds if he reaches the bonuses and add-ons and as you said John a wee sell-on clause in there and you're laughing I think that's a brilliant fee to get for him especially in the last year of his contract Starfelt as you said it's one in one out scenario that's a direct replacement for him I do believe that we need another centre half in there for just the added experience Uri Welsh, Shaw can play there, b I don't think will feature much going forward, so you're going to need another one in there. Left back for me is a concern, I, I think we need something better than we have at the moment. Right back a concern, I think we're linked with, still we're still continuing to link with Brandon Sapi. I don't know if that's any further on, but I mean, right wing, it seems to be okay, Adaba, Forrest, Dembele, left wing, Kyogo, Johnson if he stays fit, up front. We need another striker, definitely. I think we're heavy-packed in the mid, mid-feed area, so I will focus on a striker, right-back, left-back, and another centre-back at the moment.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, I would agree with most of those myself. Uh, I think a left-back and a right-back um, are priority number one. I think Staffel uh, and Julian, when he gets back, uh, will shore up the centre-defence, and you've still got the likes of Dane Murray, I think, who, who, who could well play a role in the squad going forward. Uh, and Welsh again if these are the kind of performances we're going to get him he was solid towards the back end of last season uh, and showed that he's capable at that level as well uh, I think we're alright central defence midfield I wouldn't touch central midfield anyway uh, right wing seems to be um, ok at the minute so I'd, I, for me it would be left back right back uh, a left winger and, and then a goalkeeper <laughs> I need to stress this <laughs> <A> goalkeeper <laughs> uh, and and another striker because I mean you're still possibly losing Edward and yeah. there still seems to he's still linked to other playing Brighton's the latest one that he's he's been linked to um but um I the, the, still the, still appears to be at least on the face of it, Francis a number of positions that that still need strengthened um what's your thoughts first of all on the transfer activity since we last sort of discussed all this um. Starfelt coming in, even leaving, in, in what areas do you think we need to strengthen?
3: Well, I'm, I'm happy with Starfelt coming in because the longer it kind of went, it seemed like it was not going to happen. I thought it seemed like maybe that was holding up the higher deal was as maybe getting the replacement. So I'm happy with that Then also excited to see the, the Japanese boy. I'm not even going to try and say his second name because I'll end up, I'll start sounding like Stephen.
1: Oh uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I have you know I have you know I've mastered that name. So <laughs> well you can Wait me.
0: just before you continue, uh, what's his name, Stephen?
1: Kayogo Furashimi I
0: mean, I'll trust you. I, I can I, I, I'll take
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh if to kind of answer your question as the status quo where we are considering Edward is not away yet and Christy who seemed like impossibly and cham who seemed like the three most likely to leave. If they are going to leave, but if if we've got the team as it is now, I would I think we still need a right back, possibly two, but i am not big. greedy, we'll just take one. I would like a left back, but I would I can accept with Taylor going forward. Uh, I think maybe a left winger just I know the uh, the Japanese boy can play there, but uh, I think he might play up front as well. But yeah, a goalkeeper as well. I would have maybe said a central in tall. Murray the other night he really pressed me so I think we might be okay with him so yeah probably for me a, a goalkeeper a left back and a left a right back and a left wing possibly if funds allow it maybe go for a striker but a lot of that for me depends on Edward really but yeah. it's it's whether we can get all these boys in in this window It's I think I, I think it's your concentrating defence really now try and, try and show that up because if we keep Edward, keep Christy we've going to be okay going forward I think
1: I, I can't believe, Francis, you've left me alone now on the Barcast train. Thanks very much, buddy. I,
3: I, mate, I've, I've not totally left you alone, but I've signed a keeper. I would not be disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, of I rough. think it's
0: paramount, but this season's far too important for us to be relying on him um, going forward. And, I mean, if he does kind of fall and continue to f- uh, sort of fail to, to meet the, the sort of expectations of the likes of Stephen, <laughs> then I think that <laughs> You're left with being in hazard, and in this season, the off seasons is one season. We need to be wrestling that title back, so I don't think that's worth the risk. That's why I say that a keeper is paramount. But William, just coming to yourself um, quickly, what 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 about yourself? What do you, what, in terms of the signings we've made thus far? Uh, Starfelt obviously the most recent one. Are leaving. Uh, where where do you think we need to strengthen, and how are you feeling about the transfer activity?
2: I'm very happy uh, from what i am seeing so far. I, I don't know much about Stafffield but from uh, reports I'm reading by all accounts he's um, a very good acquisition ball playing centre center half so I think it's an area we need to strengthen um, I'm in agreement with the guys and yourself. I think we probably could be doing another one Saying that, if we had a fully fit Julian right now, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be feeling it as much To be fair, I think Julian's was fantastic in the season before he got injured um yep. so i wouldn't be too disappointed if we didn't get another one although i would like us to get another one um i i, I still can't believe we've not got a right back in yet um Tony ralston shouldn't even be a fourth choice right back never mind our only right back at the club <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not even like got him. one in we've, didn't, we've not even got one in i think that's i think that's a position we really 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 need to get somebody in as soon as possible. Um, especially in this uh the way Ange likes to play, uh, I, like as much as I'm not a fan. Uh, his preseason he's been fairly solid, and I thought the other night he actually did okay. But every time he got down, I don't think he got across the box. Um, uh, he's blocked every balls. time. And saying that, I like I, I like Taylor, but he, his final ball was dreadful that night as well. He kept overshooting it and stuff like as well. So, um, I'm like you, John, at left back. I like i, I I think we can be doing better. We should be getting another left back in, but if we don't, I think we've got two decent left backs there. Uh, we need a keeper, keeper right back from the other two. That's paramount. I think midfield we're pretty well stacked. I'm very happy midfield. I'm um, banging on about Shaw in pre-season, and he didn't even get a look in the other night. And the three three centre midfielders were excellent. Um, eye on the wings we're looking uh, very good, uh, and I would I would like to see another striker coming as well. Um, I said about Christy earlier and the fact that he's he's been given the game time there and it's maybe looking like he's um, looking to sign a new deal. Um, I might be doing a franny here and contradicting myself. I'm not so sure if it's <laughs> the, same, the same with, Ed, with Eddie. Uh, I think it's maybe just a fact that he's not got anybody else. And saying that, Big like just said, if you don't want to be here, i am not wanting you here. So you never know. We could maybe get him signed on. Uh, or, or he's here at the end of the season and, and we let him go for free. But I know I'm pretty happy with the transfer activity, barring the fact that, like, if, I think if we got a very, very, if, if we got a good right back in, and the window shut, I'd be fairly happy. But I think we need two or three more in.
0: Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that. So obviously, I think we're all in agreement that there's still a couple of areas, especially the sort of right back, uh, and I think we're overwhelmingly in favour of a goalkeeper. <laughs> um,
3: and three, three
0: to one. now anyway. <laughs> Aye, uh, to be fair, I
2: think it's just, and it's similar to last year. We were raving about the window last year, but I think it's more the fact about the players we've kept. I think uh, there was rumors that there was rumors that Calmac was going and uh, like Turnbull was on fire and stuff like that, and uh, we're worried about up. Eddie going and christie going So I think I think if we keep hold of these guys, which it looks like we could be doing then it's going to be a fairly successful window. If it's oh, not, and and a couple of these guys go in the next few weeks, then we're really, really struggling. We need that's to get a different, four that's or five a different argument there. there. Aye.
0: Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, um, almost uh, getting towards the end of the show, and it's been quite a, a long episode this one, uh, and I appreciate obviously your guys' time, uh, and everybody that, as well that stuck with us and and, and still listening. I, I just want to quickly touch on we've obviously got another friendly against West Ham on Saturday. I'm just going to come round to these each and just, I'm not going to bother with lineups or that. Just give me a quick Good, result. What I've you not think a one. <laughs> just give me a quick what you think the result is going to be, Stephen. <sighs> two all, two each. Branny? I
3: think a, a 2 1 to Celtic. I think they'll get a win, but.
0: I'll
2: go one each. I don't think we'll play. I don't think either team will play. Uh, I don't know, know
0: so if Aye, I'm in agreement. I think it's going to be a, a, a draw. Uh, it could be a scoreless draw for all we know. I, but I don't think, especially given no, the I fact that again...
1: <laughs> <laughs> given
0: that it's so naive, eh, the naive, the second eh, leg for Michelin, uh, I can't see us putting out too strong a team or, yeah. or asking the boys to work to the extent they did uh, against Michelin in the, the first leg. So uh, I think it'll be a draw as well. Um, I'll just say nil nil for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys, that's the end of the show. Um, thanks uh, again for, for joining me uh, and coming on and sort of Chatting with Stephen, thanks for being a, uh, my co host for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let, letting me take the reins. Can't I can't believe it's...
3: you're not letting him away with the quiz, you're letting him away with the quiz.
0: Listen. I, I It's because of three years. old I, he will get his come up, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's got it coming. he'll be won as a guest again. <laughs> uh, and he, he will be given and it'll be a, it'll be a, a quiz where I'm going to just throw left field questions at
2: him. <laughs> I want to see. I can't wait to go video because I would have loved to have seen that hokey cokey on on. <laughs>
0: Aye, that, I don't know what that was about. Know. I'm leaving you it bar- in, though. You, that. though. That, you're I've got not. I'm not. Listen. I've got
3: you it back. I actually sing a song about him. <laughs> I, know. I, 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 want, I
0: wanted him out after that. That's <laughs> <hooking>. You. That's <laughs> definitely getting left in. You can... You, you're, you're on your own there, kid. <laughs> it was nae
3: Stuart Armstrong, Armstrong song, that's all I'm saying.
0: No. Nah. Hey, aye, guys, that's our wrap-up. Uh, for everybody as well that's listening, um, thanks for the continued support and continue to obviously check us out, everybody that's checking us out, all the new subscribers, if you're a new listener, eh, thanks again for the support, just all we ask is that if, if you're listening on YouTube eh, just hit the subscribe button, the wee bell so you get a notification every time when the episode comes up um, and leave us a comment as well, let us know what, what you think about the, the Michelin game, the Barcast, Beaton, player performances, the sign-ins, just get involved because we we, we'll, we we check the comments regularly and we all Sort of engage with with the comments as well, so we're we're happy to do that if he's why leave us some some comments in the, the on the YouTube videos. Uh, a couple of other things just coming up uh, quickly. Um, we are moving to video. Uh, that's definitely happening. It's just a matter of when. Um, so that keep your eyes peeled because our faces will eventually be filling your screens uh, at some point. Whether that's a good thing or not. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is another question entirely uh, and we may be moving to a new format as well but I'll leave that under wraps at a minute and um, we can touch on that I'll let Stephen announce that as and when it's ready uh, but thanks again uh, guys um, for joining me Stephen for, for letting me take the reins um, and for everybody that's listening um, thanks again for your time and until next time he'll